Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome, fight fans, to another episode of BTR Boxing Podcast with myself, Sean Basto, shortly to be joined by Johnston Brown, and this is the preview for Tyson Fury versus Tom Schwartz. Now, before we get into this episode, please go and check us out on social media at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter and BTR Boxing Podcast on Facebook as well. And also, before you go into this episode and start listening, just do one thing for us today, guys. Go and check us out on iTunes, go and check us out on Apple Podcasts, on Spreaker, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts from. Go and search BTR Boxing Podcast and go and subscribe to it because it really helps us. We truly appreciate it and it gets more exposure against all these mainstream podcasts that are coming out of nowhere with all these random journalists that are starting to think they can enter the podcast world with the platform that they've got. So please support us. Please go and subscribe and share all our episodes around social media. So, Johnston, this is it. Tyson Fury's next fight. It's not Deontay Wilder. It's not what everybody wanted to see. It's Tom Schwartz, who's ranked quite highly by the WBO. It's not what we wanted, basically. <laughs> We're going to cover it, but it's not what we wanted to see. No, absolutely not. Um, it's been going on for a while, hasn't it? I mean, to be fair to Tyson, he comes back and takes a wilder. Um, and uh, when no one thought he was ready, uh, he proved us wrong. But um, we all was in anticipation for the rematch. We all wanted to see it again. Um, if it weren't going to be Wilder, we were hoping it would be Joshua or maybe Dillian White. But unfortunately, he uh, he signs with uh, top rank. Is that right? I hope that's right. Um, and uh, ends up, um, yeah, deciding to, to sign that, what is it, five, six fight contract. And obviously, they're going to, Bob Aaron's going to gonna wean him in, isn't he? He's going to have three fights to shoot. And one of them is, is, is Tom Swartz, which is a little bit underwhelming. But um, 
it is what it is. Uh, we all want to watch Tyson back in the ring again. So this is what it is. Let, let's let's see how it rolls out. Well, let's see how it goes then on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to to seeing Tyson back in the ring. To be honest with you, I've really I've really missed seeing him back in the ring, and it's been quite a long time. Really, we waited so long for him to make a return to the ring after all his struggles. We got an absolute epic heavyweight fight, expecting to get a return fight so soon, and instead we get this fight with Tom Schwartz. You know, with all due respect to Tom Schwartz, he's built his reputation in the background without anybody knowing who he is, and he's worked his way up to this position in the WBO rankings where he's got a potential to push his career on even greater, but he's coming up against a guy who arguably is the best heavyweight on the planet and the best British heavyweight we've got at this moment in time given the fact that Anthony Joshua has just lost recently. So it's 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 really interesting to see how motivated Tyson's going to be for this one because he's not it's not the guy we want to see. He's not the guy he, he boasts about on social media. It's not Joshua and it's not Wilder. It's a guy who nobody knows. And it's difficult to sell a fight when you're going in against somebody. And I've mentioned this uh, a few episodes back when I was talking about it on the podcast about the heavyweight scene and the fact that he'd signed this deal for for five fights. Technically, them five fights, as I've said before, could be against guys like Tom Schwartz, who are relatively unknown with really, really good records, undefeated records, but are politically in a position, if Tyson Fury beats him, he gets ranked with the WBO in near enough the top position alongside Dillian White. So it seems more like a, a, a political move than it does anything else, to be honest with you. Because I do feel, you know, Tyson Fury is the best heavyweight on, on the mo- at the moment. This is my opinion on the situation. But he's going up against a guy who's a, a, an unknown quantity. And we're going to try and break this down uh, in the episode today and talk about it. So moving into, obviously, Tyson Fury, we've touched on his epic fight with Deontay Wilder and him coming back. How motivated could he really be for this one? Yeah, I think that's a good question, Sean. I think with with Tyson, um, he, he could he could completely underestimate Tom Swartz and then end up, you know, getting caught. Um, it's a it's possible. I mean, we've just seen it with Anthony Joshua, and you know, it, we we all don't know what was wrong there, but there's obviously something not quite right. But if ways lost the fight I hope we don't see the same from Tyson I, I don't believe we will I just think with Tyson's style um, I just think he's he's got the ability to keep on his toes and just keep out of danger and just play with Tom a little bit Tom Swartz a little bit but um, he could look overlook him though I mean it's, it's possible I mean they're, they're putting him in against these guys who are who are young 25 years old Tom Swartz and they're eager they're, they're going to want to impress so you know they're going to go into the, the fights against against someone like Tyson Fury and they, you know this is everything for him you know he, he's going to want to prove himself and prove his dad as well and um, Tyson you know on the other hand he's, he could go in there overconfident and get caught I don't see that happening. I, I do. It is a shame that we can't just get these these guys sharing the ring. You know, whether it be Wilder or White or Joshua, whoever it is. You know, they're the fights we want to see. We don't want to see this marinating rubbish that that, that Bob Aaron's nag sort of he's put it out there. I mean, he's going to have three fights this year. They're not going to be against anyone significant. Um, and he's saying it's just the way of promoting him in the in the American market. Um, unfortunately, we just got to go along with it. At least we get to see if he does get three fights. Obviously, no injuries, and, and he does get through this fight in particular. Then you know we get to see Tyson three times this year. That's not a bad thing. Hopefully, he can get himself in a in a position where we get a massive fight next year. Well, that's what we want to see. 
that is exactly what we want to see. But let's talk a little bit more about Tom Schwartz because obviously this is the guy that a lot of boxing fans are not really going to know who he is. They're going to sit there and, and go, well, you know, who the hell is this guy he's fighting? He's undefeated, he's unknown. It was like the time when David Hay made his comeback and he fought Mark Demore and then he fought that uh, Andrea Giglia who had this great undefeated record. But I don't know how he'd got that record. Do you know what I mean? And, and obviously I don't want this to be the case with Schwartz. But looking at Schwartz's record and looking at his fights over the past week, obviously he has been in with some notable names in the world of boxing that people who are more hardcore fans will probably recognise. One of them most recently in 2018 was Senard Gashi, who had that stink fest with Derek Chisora not too long ago. So there's a name straight away that people will recognise. Another name on his record is Samir Nebo as well, a guy that's fought Dave Allen. So... These are notable and recognisable names who he's been in the ring with and who he's beaten. And his last few fights have ended by either KO or TKO victories for him. So he is in a position where he will come to fight. I, hopefully he won't come and be you know, overrun by the situation of him fighting a guy who's supposed to be the best heavyweight on the planet. And hopefully he will come in there with the challenger's mentality. The same way Andy Ruiz did. The same way Andy Ruiz did last weekend. Everybody wrote the guy off and yet he came in and caused one of the biggest shocks in recent boxing memory. So for me, you can't write this guy off. This guy has clearly got punching power. This guy has got an opportunity and... Yes, I will allude to the fact that Fury has been put down before by guys that have, have relatively unknown quantities. Steve Cunningham, a cruiserweight, put him down. He is susceptible to taking shots if he switches off during fights. So I think for Tom Schwartz, if he's going to win this one, if he's got any chance of winning this one, he's going to really have to put it on Fury and he's going to have to put it on him from the off. He can't, he can't let Fury get into any type of rhythm in this fight because... Otherwise, we're just going to see Tyson Fury against Safari again from last year. <laughs> I really hope we don't get that one again. That was an awful fight, wasn't it? <laughs> um, I don't think we will. I think I think Tom, um, and I've never actually watched the guy live. I've just gone onto YouTube. I do like sort of try and keep up to date with all of the current heavyweight scene and who's coming through. So Tom's one I, I picked up on, I think, probably about last year. Um, and I've watched some of his stuff. Um, for me, it is a bit slow. I think I think that's the problem with Tom Swartz. He's not got quick hands, um, at, which is going to be a problem. But saying that, as you alluded to already, Tyson Fury is susceptible of getting caught and going down. I think, I think the trouble is with Tyson Fury is even when he does go down, he's got that, that ability to be able to come back and, and just carry on as normal. He can, you know, he gets put down, but he gets up again and, and he will just finish the round just as strong as, you know, with, with the Wilder with the Wilder fight, for instance, when he gets put down, everyone's thinking he should be over and he wins the round, basically. So he's got that wonderful ability to recover from a shot um, and, and that's not something that many of the heavyweights have got and that's what's... Uh, he's, he's, he's good you know, he, for, for a guy of his size he, you know, he's got good footwork and uh, I just think he will stay away from Tom I don't think he's going to give him an opportunity to get on the inside um, but saying that again Tom has put a few people away Tom Swartz and you, you mentioned the Sinard Gassi fight that, I think that was a disqualification that yeah. one and the Samir Nebo there, was, there wasn't anyone you know, there's no one on the, on the record to, to make to jump up and take notice no granted but this is the heavyweight game and you can't switch off for one minute if you do you could it will be like that and that, that is a strong possibility that could happen um, to be honest though it, you know it, it's not looking that way I can see Tyson just toying with him um, and just just 
putting him away, not maybe not finishing him off, but it'd be a long, it'd be a twelve round fight. Um, and and I wouldn't be surprised if Tyson does get caught with his tumbles, or maybe could could go down. I don't know, but it'd be interesting. I mean, that's one thing with Tyson watching him when he was when I was you know when he started his career and and just watching, it was always exciting because you never know he's going to get caught. He could go down. I think he since the uh, Derek Chisora second fight, he's sort of knocked that on the head. He has he's not been down of he had got down since the Wilder fight. So he's improved immensely, and he is the number one. I, I, you know, you could have said Joshua in there, obviously, that's not quite worth So I think, for me, Tyson got uh, done by, he should be the WBC champion in the world. He isn't. I think, I think a lot of fans are going to back Fury. He's English, um, which is brilliant, uh, or British, sorry. Um, and we've got, you know, we've got White, we've got Joshua, we've got Fury, we've got three of the best, you know, heavyweights in the world um, which is, you know, it, it, we, we don't normally get this sort of thing, you know, having three top heavyweights. We're a bit spoiled at the moment. And, and you know, it's just great to be able to, to see the three of them. Fight. Obviously, it hasn't worked out for Joshua, but, but Fury, I think I expect him to deliver on Saturday night. I do as well. And it's obviously a, sh- a shorter episode than our normal preview ones because there isn't a great deal to chat about. We're going to touch on one of the undercard fights, but in terms of this fight... Obviously, a lot of people are going to look at it and go, they know how it's going to go down. They know it's going to be a Tyson Fury win. He's going to toy with him. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. I think what you've got to think about here is Tyson Fury needs to come back and he needs to look good. You know what I think he needs in this fight is he needs a stoppage. He needs a knockout. He's not had a knockout for a long time. And I think that's what I think that's what he's missing. You, If you want to look back to when the last time he actually had a, a, a knockout as such, an actual knockout, not so much you know the corners retired, in the fight, this was against Joey Abel in 2014. After after the well, the year after he stopped Steve Cunningham. For me, that's that's yep. something that I think he's missing. Something I think we haven't seen for too long. And I know you know he's not this concussive knockout artist and all the rest of it. But he, he you know I wouldn't like to take a punch from him. That's for sure. And I think he can punch. And I think he can. I mean, you've got to look at the fact that. Deontay Wilder dropped him and thought it was going to be the end of that fight. He heroically got up and then went and actually put it on Wilder and Wilder didn't like it. Now, whilst I'm not expecting him to, to be a big bomb puncher like Wilder and like he hasn't really shown that as such throughout his career, he's still a guy that can hurt people and I think if he hurts Tom Schwartz and he puts him away within the you know the scheduled distance of this fight, I think then people start to look at it a little bit more favourable for him because most people that are talking about it on social media or they're talking about it on, on another podcast. They're just saying, you know, it's it's a cop-out fight. It's this, it's that. Like I said earlier, for me, it's a political move. It's about them putting themselves in a position to be able to fight for another world title, which obviously the, the landscape of the heavyweight division has now really opened up with the loss of, of Anthony Joshua to Ruiz. And, you know, that's going to be a rematch that they've talked about and that's probably going to happen later on this year but if if for example Anthony Joshua for whatever reason doesn't retain them titles of Andy Ruiz there's a good chance that Andy Ruiz might end up losing them without even losing him in the ring because the governing bodies might decide that they might they want him to fight a mandatory and then you know all the, all the mandatories go if the IBF want him to fight and then the WBO want him to fight and then the WBA want him he can't he can't physically do it all so he's going to potentially end up losing it the same way Tyson Fury did when he beat Klitschko it was ridiculous when Tyson Fury beat Klitschko in 2015 I think it was only days afterwards the I, the IBF turned around and said that he needed to be going to Perspitz immediately for his mandatory 
Otherwise, they were going to strip him of it. And he said, no, we're not having this. You strip me of it then. And that's exactly what happened. And then, obviously, the rest is history, really. It went into a downward spiral to a depression. So that that's that's my my issue with the whole situation. There's too many politics going on in boxing, and this is a clear example of it. And I can understand why Fiora's camp are trying to manoeuvre him in this position because it puts him in the position where he can potentially fight for the WBO title should it end up becoming separated from the pack of, of where it is at the moment with Andy Ruiz. But we want to see the deal that they've been talking about this week. It was reported this week that apparently the rematch is now signed for early in 2020 and there's even a talk of a, a follow-up after that to make it a trilogy. So, you know, there's, there's there's so many bits of information coming out at the moment from different sources from either Bob Arum or from Frank Warren or even Eddie Hearn talking about the situation with the mandatories. Sometimes you just really don't know who to believe. Today's episode is sponsored by Bear Attack Boxing. By boxers and for boxers, producing high quality boxing gloves, boxing equipment, Muay Thai, kit boxing, all sorts of fantastic boxing products. And I just want to bring your attention to a new product which has been brought out by Bear Attack Boxing, which is the Checkerboard Boxing Gloves. They are available in 12 ounce and for the price of only £39. The new Checkerboard Gloves are the ideal training glove for a beginner or a seasoned pro. With the lightweight feel and wrist flexibility, you can freely fire your shots while still having the hand and wrist protection that you need. Whether it's training on the pads or it's on the heavy bag, make sure you're training with checkerboard gloves. Go over and find them, bearattackboxing.co.uk. Find them on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Check out all the other available equipment that they produce. And again, you can find them, www.bearattackboxing.co.uk. Completely, it is a circus. It really does become a bit of a circus. But yeah, as you say, I mean, Tom Swartz is high on the WBO list. Um, and Tyson, obviously, if he beats him, he, he gets into a, a nice cut. I think him and White will be one and two for the WBO. Um, I still believe the WBO might eventually strip Ruiz Jr. of his title. I, I've just, I've just got this feeling. Um, I just think they they want you. They want Alexander Usyk, um, which would be interesting because I mean, if Tyson Fury does himself in pole position and it's stripped, you could have Fury Usyk, which I don't think he'd want a touch of a bar, but I think he would be all wrong to Fury. Um, so I mean I think I think they've you know they've got these three fights they've obviously got Tom Swartz they've obviously got another couple of guys in the horizon for the rest of the year and then obviously Wilder which they're looking at this is this is this is the crazy situation is you can pan out all of this you know a pathway for your fighter but you've got to be careful this is the heavyweight division anything sort of above super middleweight is difficult to plan a path that way you've got to be you've got to take every opponent seriously. We talk about Tom Swartz, and yes, it probably people will look at who is he. He's got no chance, you know. He, for one, he, he's, he's German, and you know, Eastern European fellas, they're, they're tough. They're, they're tough cookies to crack, and that you know, history suggests that he is 25 years old. You know, yes, his hands are a bit slow, but you know, one punch changes the whole landscape of everything. Yeah. We see it the other night with Anthony Joshua against Drew Jr. He gets caught on the top of the head. It, it just completely discombobulated uh, Joshua to the point where he didn't know what he was doing. So that could happen to Fury. One shot, although he's proved he's got fantastic recovery uh, ability to recover, but who knows what that wilder punch has taken out of Fury. You know, that one wilder punch, that could uh, actually 
be the the time for his decline right now. So he could end up fighting someone like Tom Swartz. Tom Swartz catches him, and then all of a sudden, the recovery's not there no more. So he, he's neglected that. He took it for granted. The fact is, he's 30 years old. Is he now? He's on. The, he's, he's turned onto the wrong side of the OK heavyweights, and his style suggests that he could probably have a bit more, you know, another four or five years in his career. But you've got to be careful with the heavyweight game. And, you know... Anything could happen. I, I don't think it will happen now, but whoever they're planning on, they're, they're going to have to progress it. So you've got Tom Swiss, you're going to need to put someone in a bit better than him and then another person. And, and eventually, you know, you could end up with an Ortiz, you could end up with a, a, even a Dillian White, however they want to plan it out. But they've just got to be careful. And, and you know, and, and planning what's happening. Who knows what happens with Wilder and Ortiz? If, you know, that being side delivered. Ortiz could catch him and, and take Wilder out. So, you know, people will jump on the Joshua bandwagon. He wasn't good enough. But this is the heavyweight game. This has been going on for years. We do legendary night show on, on a regular basis. And so many shocks and surprises have come out of nowhere when a fighter isn't in that that right frame of mind. Um, so we never know. I, I hope Tyson obviously gets the victory he needs and then we can eventually see Fury Wilder or White or whoever else is the best. But a significant fight that we can all get our teeth into and really get behind. Yeah, and I can't argue with that because that is what most of us want. As fans, we want to see it. As fans, we want to see in these big fights. But it's been such a sways over the past 18 months with all these fights and potential fights and stuff that's happened. It's just been really, really difficult for us to, to sort of buy into it. One, one minute we think we're going to get what we want and the next it's just snatched away from us so, so quickly. But, I mean, this, this fight that we're referring to in this episode today, obviously Tom Schwartz, Tyson Fury this weekend, it's not the only fight. On the undercard, we were touching on this before we started recording, that there is also a light heavyweight fight going on on the undercard as well between Sullivan Barrera and Jesse Hart, which will be quite, a, I think, a quite an interesting prospect for us because we've been waiting for these light heavyweights to really burst onto the scene. And obviously Sullivan Barrera and Jesse Hart are both well-known because they've both been in with people like Bivol and Sean Monaghan, Joe Smith Jr., Carol Murat, remember him? <laughs> He's you know, another fighter there. So there's, there's another good fight on this particular undercard. Although the undercard isn't deep, this is another fight to look out for because these are guys that... For me, in my opinion, are sort of they're just below all the the high quality operators of the light heavyweight division. So when you talk about your Bivols and you talk about your Kovalevs and your your, your Ramirez, you've got now Barrera versus Hart, and I think one of these guys, whoever wins this particular fight, is eventually going to go on uh, and, and fight one of the light heavyweight champions. It feels like they're kind of setting this up in particular for for this to happen, but it's a fight that I want people to say go and look out for because these could be. These could be one of the guys that maybe Anthony Yarn ends up bloody fighting at one point down the line as well. So, yeah, there's this fight going on as well, Johnston. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm really I'm looking forward to this match. I mean, this is a, this is a good, decent scrap. Um, Sullivan Barrera, we are know obviously very well. Um, as you mentioned, he's, he's fought some big marquee names. I mean, he fought Jeff Lacey back in 2015. It's quite remarkable, really. He fought, so I, I didn't even realise that. Um, also, obviously, his first ever defeat was to Andre Ward. Um, and who, 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 he had, well, Ward outskilled him, but all does that to everybody. Sullivan Barrera is he's a very good fighter, and he took Bivol 12, although he got stopped in the 12th. No one does that 
takes people to hold. So he's got a good pedigree, Sullivan Barrera. And uh, obviously the Joe Smith Jr. fight, as you mentioned, and, and Sean Monaghan, his last victory. I, I, I think uh, I, I'm trying to be I think if, if, I, if I'm looking at this rightly, I think this is Jesse Hart's first fight at light heavyweight. Um, yeah. as, you, as you mentioned, so two defeats to Gilberto Ramirez. But yeah, a really tasty fight this, actually. I'm quite looking forward to this one. Um, and I, I'm edging towards Sullivan Barrera. And as you say, you know, they could then move on to the fight, but ends up with someone like um, uh, Yard or, you know, wherever they go on to fight for a world title. But, I mean, the light heavyweight division is another stacked division in there. It's got some excellent fighters. And the winner has got a fantastic opportunity to either fight for a world title or maybe fight for one of them interims and then hopefully get themselves into a mandatory position. But, yeah, good fight to look out to, to uh, look out for the weekend. So what's going on with Tyson Fury's Twitter account then? He's losing all these followers. Do you know? Do you know anything more about what's happening with that? <laughs> yeah, I see something on Twitter today. Actually, they were mentioning um, that you know he, he's unfollowed people. I, I'm not quite sure what it's about, but uh, I think it's Twitter. Sort of, I, 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 I don't know. People are blaming Eddie Earn, probably Eddie Earn's fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a conspiracy, isn't it, against Tyson Fury? And then all these, I see all these different uh, fighters themselves or unboxing accounts tweeting out saying, "Make sure you go and follow him back because Twitter are removing all his followers for some reason or making making people's genuine accounts unfollow him without their prior knowledge of doing so." It's like some big conspiracy theory against Tyson Fury at the moment. But I've just spotted it over the past twenty four hours, and I was just thinking, bloody hell, what, what the hell? hell's going on here with Tyson Fury why, why has he lost so many followers has he really said something to piss someone off again but then it just seems to be some sort of technical area with the wonderful world of Twitter and social media but anyway that's about it really for this particular episode I think I don't think there's anything more to touch on I think we've absolutely drew blood out of a stone referring to this particular fight but I felt like we needed to deliver something for the listeners and the fans out there that want to get a bit more of an insight into what's going on with this fight and how it's going to go down uh, what we think about it prediction fury over 12 yeah i think so i think it's a, an easy fury win i'd like to see him stop tom schwartz definitely I'd like to see him make more of an impact but i honestly it's so difficult for me to sit here and give tom schwartz uh, a chance of winning this however i said this with andy ruiz a couple of weeks ago yeah yeah, absolutely. I think we all thought the same, man. I think maybe that, that may even uh, play in Fury's mind, seeing something like that. Actually, make you think, actually, yeah, I better not take this guy that lightly because, you know, so in actual fact, it could actually help him um, seeing what happened to, to Andrew Joshua. But, yeah, I, I just think it's a, it's a punter's chance for Tom Schwartz. He's got everything to go for. But I'm with you. I think I would like Fury put the, put the foot down and, and try and stop him. Um I just can't see it. I, I think, as you say, it's been a while, hasn't it? It would be nice. I think I think Bob Arum's even mentioned in interviews before that that's basically what they're hoping for, that he can get a couple of knockout highlights for the wild fight next year, you know. But um, I just don't think that's that's, that's for his style anymore. I think he's quite happy to stay on the outside and show his boxing skills. But, well, could you imagine if Tyson Fury actually had a big punch, you know, it'd be, it'd be one, not only one of the best heavyweights around today but you could be talking about one of the best heavyweights ever if we could have a one knockout punch I mean he's a big fella who knows anything could happen um, 
either side, it, you know, I'm expecting, as you say, a points decision, but I hope for Yeah, me too. So that's it then, guys. Thank you so much for listening, as always. You know what to do. You need to go and follow us on social media, on Twitter at BTR Boxing Pod, on Facebook at BTR Boxing Podcast. Go and subscribe to the feed on Apple Podcasts, please. If you are on an iPhone and you're using Apple Podcasts to listen to other podcasts, what are you doing? Get over there, get subscribing to us, check out all our little mini-series like the Legendary Knights and check out the Life and Times of the Promoter Life, the Ones to Watch series. Plenty of variety there for you to listen to. If you're not on Apple Podcasts and you're on Podbean or you're on Stitcher, Spreaker, and even if you use Spotify as well to listen to your music, we're on there. Just search us, BTR Boxing Podcast. Go and find us and get subscribing to the feed, get listening to the episodes, provide us with feedback, provide us with any questions you want ask us for the show we really appreciate the support as always so thank you as always for coming on johnston really appreciate your time for this episode will tyson fury get this knockout this weekend well you're going to have to tune in and watch it on saturday night Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.